Hello everyone and welcome to Drag Me Up with William King. Today's episode is going to be a little different because I don't really have a guest with me, it's just me. But I just kind of wanted to talk about sort of the expanding drag scene and kind of inclusion into that drag scene. Uh, what I mean is talking about more of like the rise of drag kings becoming more prominent. Uh, and just AFAB performers in general. Um, as for the, like, talking about the AFAB performers, I'm going to get more into that once I have an AFAB performer on the podcast, because I am not. Uh, and for those who may not know who are listening to the podcast, AFAB means assigned female at birth. So I don't really want to get too heavy into that, because that's not a topic I can really relate to, being a cisgender male. Um, however, being a drag king, I do want to talk more about the inclusion of drag kings. So, a little history lesson for those who may not know, drag kings tend to be AFAB performers. Uh, they are not all. Uh, drag kings can come in any sort of shape or variety, just like drag queens. Um, like me, I'm a cis male drag king. You may hear some people refer to that as a hyper king. Uh, meaning that I am a man who does drag as a man. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to talk about, like, now that drag kings are becoming more prominent, because as you can see, uh, Landon Sider on the newest season of Dragula, who is absolutely killing it. We are all for Team Landon here on Drag Me Up. And also even, uh, Boris to Death on Camp Wanakiki on YouTube. Uh, it's drag kings are becoming a little more common and um i've noticed people like in audiences and crowds don't always know how to react when they see a drag king because it's not really what they expect at a drag show um like i've noticed people in drag will sometimes even with me who is uh, all my drag looks tend to be pretty masculine will st still use things like yes queen or she her things and Outside of drag, you can use whatever pronouns you want with me. I'll answer to any of them. Um, I tend to use he, him, but that's just me personally. But, like, if I'm in drag and I'm Willie Valentine, like, I would want to be addressed as he, him, masculine pronouns because I am giving up this, or trying to, give up a masculine performance. And it's that way with a lot of drag kings I've noticed in posts from friends... Uh, and from just people in general in the community uh, that people still have trouble not using like she, her, feminine pronouns for people in dra for drag kings and granted there are some kings and queens too who use they, them they'll use uh, pronouns while in drag because they are non-binary um, so I think it's important to because it can, it can lead to some confusion for people where you, when you're introducing a king but you're using she, her like for example there's a, a queen in Atlanta named Denight and Day who also does king drag and so it's really confusing for audiences if they're doing king drag to be announcing them like coming out on stage using she, her and they come out in king drag. He actually just made a post about this on Facebook a few days ago, which is why I mentioned this. 
So it's like it's just showing the use of pronouns is so important for like just in general because don't use the wrong pronouns it's offensive but it's just important to use the correct pronouns especially in drag because we are playing with the gender binary more or less like and so that just kind of goes to help with inclusion not every person not not every drag performer uses feminine she her pronouns like you're a king chances are you use he him and you may use they them it all depends so if you don't know ask like there's like no harm in asking a drag performer what pronouns they're using like it's totally okay uh, I say within reason like for me it is and for a lot of performers it probably is but uh, and with like, I say that's a generalization some people may not want you to but for the most part it should be okay uh, because we'd rather you use the correct pronouns than the incorrect uh, but I want to get into more with the inclusion uh, for me personally like I've been doing drag for eight or nine months now um and I've only known about Drag Kings for about a year. Uh, I didn't know they existed until I saw uh, a local Atlanta performer, Percocex, uh, perform in Atlanta at the now-closed Tijuana Garage. And because I thought about doing drag before, but seeing Perk perform and seeing King Drag, I was like, oh, I want to do that. And it was just mind-blowing. It was so cool seeing masculine drag. Because for me, I'd always seen drag that was feminine, all these men dressing and looking like women. Uh, and generally, that's what most people think of when they see or think of drag. They can think of drag queens, which nine times out of ten are men who dress like women. That is not always the case, because you do have both trans performers and in the same vein that I am a hyper king there are hyper queens uh, one very talented queen in the Atlanta scene Sage Aluminum is a hyper queen and I've had the uh, wonderful chance to perform with her before and in the same way that crowds don't fully get drag kings all the time there's the same thing with hyper queen that, I, that even Sage has said that you the crowd it's like comes to realize that's a not just a man dressing up as a woman that is a woman doing female drag and they just kind of it's almost like they get confused like they don't get it and obviously like drag any type of like I said I think at the beginning of this any type of drag is valid as long as you are not being offensive i.e. like racist transphobic homophobic anything now i think that's something important to consider is the fact that you know you've got to think about these things before you do a performance like i saw just i think it was yesterday or the day before a post about a white performer using a mix that had the n-word in it which to me that should just be understood you don't do that make like make basically fix your song to get that word out of it or if you don't have the ability to mix it, you have essentially two options. Find someone who does have the ability to mix that word out for you. Or find another song. Like, don't, you can't, that should be, an, even though you're not saying it, I say in air quotes, you still can't 
lip, don't lip sync that song, like or lip sync that word. It's not okay. Like even though you're not again air quotes saying the word, it's still not okay. That should be a pretty well understood concept by now, but apparently it's not, which is ridiculous. But these things happen, and it's like people try and defend themselves for it's like, well, like. I didn't know, or it's too hard to mix it out, and it's like, unfortunately, that's not a good enough excuse. Like, there's no, like, you can't, like, it's not, people aren't overreacting when they get upset at that. It's, you can't do that. Uh, You can't just uh, expect it to be okay doing something that's extremely offensive. Um, And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's been interesting following this scene over the past few weeks of seeing, like, uh, both from blackface in Douglasville to someone, again, a white person lip-syncing the N-word and uh, seeing this rise of prominence in uh, drag kings and hyper queens and things. It's, the scene's in an interesting place right now from my perspective as a young typer king in this scene. Uh, it's in a really cool place. I'm enjoying seeing that Kings are starting to get a place at the table. I mean, there's uh, Macho Man Brawl hosted by Mystery Meat at Mary's, and there's Sirs of Sunday at Sequel in Atlanta. And, uh, it's just sort of really cool to see Kings getting a place at the table, uh, which is great because it's kind of opening up the door to more drag. Because, as I've said multiple times in this podcast, all drag is valid as long as it's not offensive. Uh, and to talk on, to kind of jump from that to the don't be offensive I think now that we're getting places for drag kings to be a thing and hyper queens and different things that aren't just cis men going around as women which don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with that uh, I think it's now time to shift the focus into let's start working on not like having cultural appropriation in your numbers i.e. looking at what you wear as a performer if that's like traditional uh, garb of a culture that you are not a part of probably shouldn't have it in your number Um, and again these are more things I want to speak on as I have guests that I can speak on better better to the top who can relate the topic better than I can Uh, these are just I just kind of wanted to put up a short episode about things I've noticed uh, the good and the bad. Uh, the good, again, being that there are more types of drag starting to flood into Atlanta, and it's really cool. Uh, it's cool seeing all these different extremely talented performers having opportunities to do what they do. Uh, and the parts of the bad parts of it, which are seeing these performances that are kind of, I mean, to put it bluntly, that are being racist whether they mean to or not i.e. performing the n-word or uh, performing in blackface down in Douglasville it's, it's some of those things where it's 2019 you would think you wouldn't have to like bring it up that these are things you shouldn't do and then you end up having to bring up that these are things you shouldn't do because it's 2019 we're past that so we thought uh, and so those are just kind of topics I wanted to get into more heavily and you'll probably hear about more in podcast episodes to come. Uh, 
So you will have another podcast episode coming up probably in the next week or two. Um, I do have some guests that I'm really excited to have on that I can't actually announce yet because we don't have it nailed down when it'll happen. But I'm really looking forward to bringing it to you. I know it's been a little while without an episode, which is why this episode's coming out. And also to take a minute to say thank you to all of my followers. We have reached, I think at the moment of this recording, 110 followers for Drag Me Up. And that is so exciting. When I started this podcast almost a year ago, I had no idea it would get this big this fast. And now, obviously, y'all know you can find it on Google Play, on CastBox, on iTunes, and soon to be, like, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and it's great. It's so cool having all these places with syndication and... Uh, places you can find it and obviously this would not be possible without all of the queens and just people i've had on so far from alex suarez being the very first queen i ever had on to Dimmy valentine and zodiac and dolly spotswood uh mavis gary and lunacy uh, oh i shouldn't have started listing names because i'm gonna forget some um dot com and just all these people, and if I forgot you in this list, I am extremely sorry, and I will be sure to tag you or something, or just redo it and be able to add you to the list, because all of y'all are so important in making this dream come true of making this podcast, and what eventually got me into drag, too. So there is that as well. And on another exciting note, Drag Me Up does now have merch. Um, you can find merch, whether it be like apparel, like t-shirts and hoodies, or things like stickers, magnets, water bottles, bags, you name it, all at www.dragmeup.threadless.com. One more time, that is www.dragmeup.threadless.com. So that merch does support me a little bit. I do make money off of that, which will go back into my podcast and into my drag to hopefully entertain y'all even more and bring you more top quality goodness for all your drag wants and needs with so many amazing performers in the atlanta and athens scenes i hope to be bringing you more of that soon but in the meantime everyone i love you all dearly and in this crazy world we have go support your local drag and keep spreading the love